Hello and welcome to the Paper Outpost podcast. This is the joy of junk journals and this is Pam and Sunny coming to you from our car today. We are traversing the world together. We are learning how to go on car rides together and I had a very interesting question from a subby just this morning and it gave me an idea out for a podcast and I thought this might be something interesting to talk about because I think we all faced this at one time or we did when we first came across the concept of junk journals we wondered where on earth do we start where do we begin should I make embellishments first should I make the journal first should I make a big journal and just put my whole heart into one big journal and be done with it or should I make little journals and learn the ropes and and kind of learn little step by step Um, it's only paper right It, it can't be that disastrous no matter what happens and this is the truth it won't be that disastrous no matter what happens because it is only paper and we've got to keep that in the forefront Number two, we're going to put fun. Fun has to be in the forefront. So I want you to develop your own filter system, whether you're just making a journal for the first time or you're sitting down to make a new journal. um, Keep fun in the forefront. And remember, it's only paper. And everybody can do this. And everybody's going to come up with something completely different. And it's all good. And there are no rules. And it's junk. It's we're creating something from nothing, like alchemists creating gold from metal, from lead or whatever it was they made it from. (laughs) But uh, it is a blustery day today. It's very exciting. And Sunny has conked out. Yes. Are you not riveted by my blabber? No? No, you've just, you've had enough and you're tuning out? That's fine. That's fine. I'm not taking it personally. No, 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 not really. Um... Well, maybe just a little. Um, Okay, so we are on our way through the thrift store, and that is one of our favorite places to go, Sunny and I. Uh, This is actually our second one today. We went to the first thrift store, which was the the hospital thrift store, where they had a 50% off sale on purple tickets. And you know how many purple tickets I found? Zero. I didn't come across one purple ticket in the entire store. Um, it wasn't a deep search though, and I had I committed not to buy any more fabric, and I think I really did well because I only came out with one bag of fabric, and I thought that was pretty good because there was just some really darn neat fabric there. It was oh I don't know I know how to describe it. It was just beautiful florals and and um, like quality fabric. Um, it was. I don't know if it's upholstery fabric or what it was, but it's not super, super thick. It's like mid-range thick, but really the good stuff. You know what I mean? It was like the good stuff. And I was like, oh, God, God, I got to have this. I'll find a place for it. So that means I got to use up more of my fabric. And I have tons. And, and I have so many projects swirling around in my head. that uh, they And they're waiting to be born. Waiting to be born, let me tell you. And Sonny, when he's awake, is very excited about this. I just want you to all know that... Uh, he is also very excited about those of you who are wondering where to start. Yes. And uh, we both say there's no wrong place to start. If you want to start making embellishments, just the little doodads that go into junk journals, or if you want to start collecting ephemera, old pieces of paper and propaganda and things that are meant to be thrown away, disposable papers of the day, nostalgia papers, um, whatever you're collecting, 
you're collecting old autograph books or diaries or you're collecting magazines and newspapers or you're collecting old letters or you're collecting um, new letters and new magazines. I mean, it's, it's all good. It's all fun. And there are so many possibilities because it's all paper. And um, it doesn't have to be expensive paper. You can use gift wrap. You can use napkins. You can use all sorts of things. Um, but remember, you don't have to have a lot of stuff to start. And you don't have to have fancy stuff. And you don't have to have fancy tools or expensive tools. Basically, your, your most important th- tools when you start are something to poke a hole through paper. I think that's probably the most unusual thing that you'll have to collect because people may not have an awl, A-W-L. People may not have an ice pick. People may not have a pointy, uh, uh, um, uh, what's that called? A pointy tool? Um, A pokey tool. Is that a real word? (laughs) Does anybody know? Is there something called the pokey tool? Um, And, uh, but anyway, it's basically something that will punch a hole through paper. And it's usually going to be something that has the strength to punch through a good number of papers. Now you can punch papers one by one very slowly, very painfully. Um, and that, that, that'll probably make you pull your hair out and you'll probably say, I'm done with this junk journal project. But once you figure out how to poke a hole through a bunch of papers, that's when your world changes because then you go on to learn the three-hole pamphlet stitch. And once you learn the three-hole pamphlet stitch, which is not hard, it's no harder than learning how to tie your shoes, not with the bunny ear way, but the other way, you know, the more confusing way, which you learned the bunny ears first, the two bunny ears, and you tie them together. And then you saw some of your older friends in school doing the other way. I don't even know what it's called, but there, it's more complicated for some reason. And for some reason, as adults, we tend to use that one. Um, or maybe you're still a bunny ears, and that's totally fine because both get the job done, both give you excellent bows, and it's all okay. So, Can you guys hear that rain? It's raining here right now. I hope it's not too loud for the podcast. Um, But it is a... Now it's a rainy, blustery day. Um, So... Yeah, so you don't have to have a lot of expensive tools. That's, That's the gist. I don't want you to get dismayed, dissuaded, dissed at all. I don't want you to get dissed at all from going forward. And I don't want you to feel like you have to go shopping and collect a thousand things. There's everything around your home that is you'd be surprised you can make junk journals out of what is right there maybe you have an old set of playing cards um, where there's a card missing maybe you have some college rule paper from your kids uh, college uh, you know just school paper maybe you have composition books maybe you have old old journals maybe you have uh, drawings that you made Um, maybe you have some paints you know old makeup I mean there's so many things that you can use right around your home and The where to start is really where your heart is. Yeah, you just follow your heart and um, there's no right or wrong place to start. I think there's a big question in the beginning, like how many embellishments should I make for a journal? And this is a very personal question. How much you're going to decorate your journals? Is it going to be primarily a writing journal where there's tons and tons of blank pages, maybe an occasional rubber stamp or two? and just lots of free space, then you don't need to make a lot of embellishments. If you want to do an overstuffed chunky monkey that's more of a lookbook where you can hide things or tuck secret things or secret notes to self in little doorways and windows and flip-ups and envelopes and uh, tucks and all this, you know, magical little secret places, 
you know, that's a completely different style. And you can blend the two. Yeah, you can have a, a decorated page and then you can have three or four pages of uh, naked pages. And um, not everything has to be coffee dye. Don't feel like you need to coffee dye everything, especially in the beginning when you're just learning the construction process. Just make some things easily. Just have fun with it. Just, just say to yourself, you know, hey, maybe I'll just use this for grocery lists or something like that. It'll be easy to slip in my purse. No big deal. No pressure. Nobody even has to know I have it. Um, and and if I like it, hmm, maybe I'll maybe I will uh, use it as a. Uh, prototype for stocking stuffers this year because it came out better than I thought it would because I, I wasn't so darn scared of it and I, I realized it really is only paper and and life could be good creating these new little books out of nothing and uh, uh, off you'll go off you'll go scampering down the road down the path uh, like a little bunny down the rabbit hole with the rest of us creating something from nothing and I always think it's a good day when you create something from nothing and, uh, uh, you know, you have your stuff and it transforms and then you have this new little book. And this little book, it may, it may be around longer than we are. Who knows? I don't know if all this stuff is archival. I don't know if it's going to fall apart when somebody picks it up a hundred years from now. But all I know is I will have a lot of gall darn fun making it in the process. And, uh... You know, there are just so many fun things that you can experience along the way when you're making junk journals. You're going to learn how to make little things. You're going to learn how to make big things. You're going to learn a new skill every time you sit down because you can't help it. You just fall over these new skills. And you'll teach them to yourself. You'll be going along, going along, and you'll be making something a certain way. And all of a sudden, you'll ask yourself, is there a different way I could do this? What if I folded this paper that way? What if I used this color over here? What if I inked up the edges? What if I left it blank? What if I added a word? What if I added a number? How about a quote? What about a poem? You know, I mean, it's uh, um, one begets the next, begets the next, begets the next. And the nice thing about it is if you have any other uh, crafts that you like, if you have any other um, skills that you have, if you're a sewer, if you're a quilter, if you're a knitter, if you're a crocheter, um, painter, uh, there are so many things that you can bring into the world of junk journal making. Um, you can really uh, definitely go ahead and add so many skills to your repertoire of goodies. And uh, I think it's a fun it's a fun world, and it's a fun way to spend your time. And you never know what you're going to be doing the next time you sit down because it's new. It's new and it is fabulous and it is exciting and it's, it, it turns out different every time because it turns out different every time. Um, yes, you can, you can uh, factory make them. You can make 12 of the same thing and that is perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but you can also experience making different things. And I really encourage you, I think if anything in the beginning try different things because you never know what you're going to fall in love with. You, I, I ask you, I welcome you to embrace many different a, approaches to doing it. Um, 
be open to learning the different stitch types. Try them all. See what floats your boat. I tried a bunch of them and I was really darn happy with the three-hole pamphlet stitch. It got my job done. It was very secure. I felt good about it. Life was good. And I moved on. And then I was learning about covers. And then I was learning about different papers and how to dye them and, and different ways to make embellishments and how to use up all those book pages that I seemed to amass after I took apart all those books. And uh, how I grappled with uh, learning how to understand I personally felt like I was honoring a book when I was um, taking it apart and taking its parts out because I knew the book wouldn't be read I knew it was destined for the um, the book destroyer you know from these thrift shops if the books don't sell they get chewed up and uh, turned into paper pulp uh, it's like going to the glue factory for the um, the horse <laughs> uh, yeah it's kind of like it's last chance you know if it didn't sell at the thrift store if it didn't sell at the garage it's not looking good no it's really it's not looking good and giving that book one little last chance to say have its last hurrah maybe it's just the cover maybe it's just a couple pages from the front maybe it's the uh, fly pages or leaf pages those beautiful colored pages in the front you know, maybe it's words that you're tearing out from the book that you're incorporating into your junk journals. Um, who knows? But um, just kind of know that you, you spread that book's soul around a little bit by uh, giving it new life. Um, and maybe you're going to inspire some, somebody else down the road by what that book represents to that person. You just never know. So um, paper is paper. And the thoughts in a book don't disappear because you took apart one book. In other words... Um, a book like Gone with the Wind, for example, if I had a hard copy and I deconstructed it and I utilized all the parts for something else and or book related or not, it doesn't make Gone with the Wind disappear. Gone with the Wind is still there. It's for there forever. Just this one printing of it may have vanished, but that doesn't mean anything bad. That means maybe actually something good can come from it. And uh, that, honestly, that's how I feel about it. I feel like I'm, I'm giving this book a second chance to have a new life. And uh, if that feels good to you, if that feels right, and you feel like you're putting a book that was destined to for the trash bin or the paper chewer, um, another giving it another life, and that feels good, go for it. If, if it totally freaks you out to destroy a book, and I get that, and I honor that, and I respect that very much in people, um, and you don't want to do that, just know you do you do not have to tear apart a book to make junk journals no there's plenty of paper around that you can use to make junk journals of and you can never ever ever take a blade to a book so feel rest assured there is a place for you and you can live fulfilled in the junk journal world without ever having to tear apart a book and um, maybe you'll even make a book and add another book to the world wouldn't that be an awesome thing uh, yeah so um, this craft is on fire. People are jumping on board like crazy. Um, I still think it's, I think scrapbooking is still out there, but um, I think it's kind of morphed into this, let's expand what we can do with, uh, you know, the making of these books. What else can we do with them? What else? What else? What else? And especially since everything is going online, um, the internet is basically eating all the paper there's there's very few books hard copy books made anymore regular books um everything all your information textbooks and that they're all going online so books are becoming extremely nostalgic and there are going to be those of us who grew up with books and then there will be the new group of people who've never seen a book and that's not that far in the future 
And that's an odd thing, isn't it? I mean, we had a hard time understanding how somebody would not know what it was like to have a, a landline phone. Like, how can you not have a landline phone? Everybody has to have a landline phone. Um, how about the phone book? I can't find a phone book for the life of me. Um, I had one nice subby send me some pages from a phone book, but there are not a lot of phone books around. It's like they vanished off the earth, and they are such beautiful paper. And, um, you know, it's thin, it's easy uh, to tear, and it's wonderful for a, a junk journal because it is so thin. And um, so, yeah, so where to start? Well, I amassed a... This might help you if you're, you're kind of looking for where to start. I amassed a seven to eight page junk journal supply list. And these are things that you can search for in your world, in your house, in your neighborhood, in your family's house, <laughs> in your um, brother's and sister's house, and your cousins and neighbors and garage sales and, and flea markets and, and estate sales and you know wherever you go to look for stuff, thrift stores, antique stores. Um, yard sales, uh, all sorts of fun places. Wherever you go to look for stuff, just keep your eyes open for these things. And I, I started writing this list when I first started junk journaling. I think it's about five, maybe even six years now ago. Um, and the list, the list kept getting longer and longer and longer and longer. And then it was up to seven or eight pages. And then I made this list and I tacked it on to my free emailed newsletter. So if you join up for the newsletter, you'll get a copy of that. It's attached at the bottom and you just, um, you can open it up and read it or you can print it out at your will. And, uh, but since then, uh, there's been a million other things I've thought of that could go on that list. So there's probably going to be a part two at some point. And there's just so many cool things. Every once in a while, I think that's it. I've thought of everything. I've read everybody's blog. I've watched everybody's YouTube video. I have the master list of everything that could ever go in a junk journal. And then I realized, you haven't even scratched the surface, Sally. What are you thinking? You're, this is crazy town. There are so many things that you haven't even thought of that can go in junk journals. And that's the joy of it. You know, that's the joy of never-ending exploration and uh, learning new skills, you know, being terrified of watercolor, but then being brave to try it in a junk journal or maybe just a small little piece of paper that you're going to turn into an embellishment in your junk journal because that's not so threatening as a, an entire watercolor page, you know, uh, or, or painting, you know, where you're, you're there for hours doing minuscule work, you know, pulling your eyelashes out and, and then you've, you've created this masterpiece and you think, I can't stick it in a junk journal because I love it and um, I have to fr I have to hang in the Louvre for God's sakes. Um, so all I can tell you is it's very important, very, very important. Oh, I think I got to go this way. Um, I'm going to stay focused on my, my thrift store. Um, it's very important to keep your eyes open. Everything is a junk journal supply until proven otherwise. Remember that that's very important in life. Uh, packaging, mm-hmm, uh, it could be food packaging. Oh, like there's some really cool glassine food bags and things like that. I'm on the wrong. I'm on the wrong road. Yep. I always think it's this way, and it's not. It's the other way. I gotta make. I gotta pull a Yui. All right, hang on. We're pulling a Yui, and we're doing it together. This is called the one-handed holding the phone, doing the podcast Yui. But I'm I'm keeping my papers open. There's nobody on the road, so it's very safe. And yes, Sunny is still asleep. 
So there you have it, a little clip from my day. I hope your day is fabulous. I hope you're having fun out there. I hope you're getting your fun quota. I hope you're uh, making fun things and having a grand old time because you deserve it. And, uh, um, you know, we all need a little more fun every once in a while, especially this year, huh? Boy, oh boy, yeah, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, have fun. And if you're looking for any of my links, they're all linked somewhere on this podcast. I have no idea where, but they're all all linked below my videos in the description box if you're on the computer. And there is a little mystery place where you can find that on the phones. Um, What else? Somewhere on the iPad, I have no idea. And, uh, yeah, just uh, have some papery fun. And we'll be talking back at you, me and Sunny, coming from the car. Another time, another day. Talk soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.